You're listening to the Girls in Work podcast, the show that brings you interviews and advice for career women everywhere. This is Girls in Work. Find us at girlsinwork.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Girls in Work podcast. We hope that you're all staying well, and for our UK listeners, we hope that you're managing to find some small joys during what is now our third UK lockdown, if you can believe it. We will get through this together, and we just wanted to say that our DMs are always open. If any of you guys, no matter where you are, who you are, or what you're doing, if you ever need a chat, just let us know. And even if the only service we can provide are sarcastic memes and sassy quotes we will do our best to listen to have a chat or whatever it is we can do to help as far as this week's episode goes we're chatting with sahini a leadership coach who shares her advice for career changes showing up for your team and why you should always be building on your strengths we also talk about how important it is to find the things that bring you joy and to follow your passions and if you're not sure in which direction to go in you should always start moving towards the positives and figuring out your why now we recorded this episode quite a while ago but listening back to it really made us smile and it's a brilliant episode and we absolutely loved chatting with Sahini. So we hope you enjoy. So Sahini, could you just give us a bit of an overview about what you do, what your career journey has been like and how your career journey so far has helped you get to what you do now? Yeah, great. So um, I like to think of myself as helping people to use their strengths to become exceptional leaders. I help them to, first of all, discover their strengths, amplify their strengths, develop them, and then really through coaching to help them overcome their personal challenges in order to show up powerfully as a leader. So we work on, you know, getting out of your own way, working through uh, imposter syndrome, dealing with self-doubt and overwhelm, you know, the typical challenges of leadership, as well as, you know, the things that you have to come overcome personally to get to where you are. And I guess I got here through, you know, my own quest to discover what brings me joy. So I studied applied maths and computer science and then went on a completely different career path initially in TV production and oh wow yeah and then found my way back to IT and then as an IT strategist realized that I was more interested in unlocking the potential in people rather than technology enabling the business you know and then pivotal moment was uh, when I went to this happiness at work conference and I was introduced to positive psychology through that and really became interested in what makes people flourish even in the most unfavorable or adverse circumstances and so that really neatly tied in with my quest to do what uh, brings mm-hmm. me joy. And I found a home in um, positive psychology and coaching. Oh my goodness. That is quite the journey to get there. There's like so many points in there I want to talk about. I know. <laughs> I love the idea of, there was a phrase you used right at the beginning of that, Sahina, about um, showing up powerfully as a mm-hmm. leader. I think that's amazing. And all of those things you talked about, like imposter syndrome and self-doubt, every single one of us experiences those. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like at the beginning of your career, there are those things, or, or if you, when at the beginning of you becoming a manager, they're those kind of things that sometimes you think, oh, it's just me. I'm yeah. being like a bit of an mm-hmm. idiot and not. And actually, in, so you start talking to other people about it you realize it's not just you and everyone experiences those absolutely I mean it, not even just like leaders and you know ordinary people or what we consider to be ordinary people right but like think of like the you know biggest uh, sports stars like Serena Williams or or like Barack Obama or the Dalai mm-hmm. Lama we're all it's a perfectly human challenge that we all face you know the self-doubt and negative self-talk or um, negative thinking it's uh, uh, you know and the, and the minute that we start to manage that better 
better, mm-hmm. we start performing better in our jobs, in our lives, um, and our relationships are, are so much richer as well. I absolutely love that. And the idea of you going on that quest to what brings you joy is so important. And I think we've touched on this before in other episodes about you have to do something that makes you happy and you do have to find that. And it takes some discovering, doesn't it? And it takes that journey of doing this and maybe pivoting a little bit and trying this until mm-hmm. you figure out actually what it yeah. is you really want to do. So I really love that you've had this like crazy diverse journey to then realize that this is what you want to do. Yes. And and the beautiful part of that is that there's science to back this up, right? So what I do is strengths-based coaching. And the way that strengths is defined in research is it's not just something that you're good at. It's something that gives you energy. And the more you put effort and time in it, the better that you get at it. So it's not just, you know, something that you're good at because, I mean, I guess we're all good at stuff that we don't necessarily enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not a strength. That's a, that's a useful skill and a resource, yes, but it's not a strength. The other way, I like to think about it or try to help people to understand what that strength is and what sets it apart is if you look at someone, let's take Serena Williams again, she doesn't care about, or it doesn't appear that she cares about weaknesses, right? I don't know anything about Serena other than she's really good at tennis, right? But she's invested her time and her yeah. effort to do the thing that she really loves doing and she's really good at. And so as you can see that she's at, at the top of her game. The problem is that some of us, we spend so much time trying to work on our weaknesses mm-hmm. and get better at things that we don't really enjoy that we lose out on that opportunity to be really great at something that brings us joy and fulfills us yeah I love this I'm already sold yeah (laughs) no I think it's really nice because it's it's all about kind of finding that niche about you and the thing that you love and just absolutely smashing that and excelling in that and I think you do sometimes feel like you have to get better at your weaknesses but I really like that idea of finding out your strengths and and rolling with that a bit and improving those I think that's a really nice way to look at it Mm. yeah and I think you could probably use this I mean we might touch on this in a little bit later as well but like in terms of managing a team so actually when you're managing a team identifying what your team's strengths are in that sense of what do they enjoy Mm -hmm. not necessarily trying to force them down a certain path because that's what the person who did the role before them did or or things Mm -hmm. like that absolutely yeah I mean I'll just say one thing about that and that's exactly what a leader should be doing right is unlocking and lighting up the strengths in other people so that they can you know work together and achieve something it's not it's not really about you shining as a leader it's about lifting and raising other people up Sahina you are providing us with some amazing quotes already I know (laughs) (laughs) I I keep trying to make a mental note of all of these and I'm like oh my goodness that is so good (laughs) okay so if you don't mind sharing then what would you say has been the most challenging moment of your career and how did you overcome it the most challenging, uh, I have to say, has been, you know, the, the moment when I realized that I needed to make a career change. I was, you know, fairly successful in my role as IT, as an IT strategist in an investment bank. I loved my job. It was really <laughs> fulfilling to me. But as I was going through this leadership development program, I, you know, was struck by the by the fact that I had to move on. It, it wasn't about what uh, my manager was saying to me. It wasn't about me being motivated or not. It was just the time had come to move on. And there was something that I was yearning to do more of. And I wasn't able to do that in my current role. And yeah, so that was really challenging to be faced with that. And then, you know, there's there's a kind of like a disappointment and grief almost for what has been and what I'd worked towards for for so long, only to realize that I would have to start again from scratch. And, you know, am I -hmm. I up for that? And alongside that, as is usually the case, there was some other personal circumstances that kind of influenced my decision as well. And 
actually it kind of made it easier because I realized that if I was going to relocate, that was way harder than uh, making a career change. So if I could do that mm-hmm. really well, then, you know, career change would be a lot easier. So that's what I did. I think in, in, in any kind of challenging circumstance at work, you have to look to the things that support you and su- serve you. So I found comfort in my friends and family and, you know, books. I read a lot about uh, stories that inspired me about people who made changes late in their career and, you know, just keeping me motivated to pursue the things that bring me joy and not get caught up with, you know, the other side of life, like my cushy salary and big bonus and the, the, you know, the status that I felt in my, in my, I had achieved in my role. So, yeah. Do you know what? That's really interesting because we've spoken to a few people who have made career changes and it's always been because, and myself included, they've not enjoyed the job that they were in. So actually to hear your experience of making a career change, but from a job that you said that you actually really enjoyed, that's really fascinating. And actually, I never thought about how that must be a challenge. Even just to make the decision Mm -hmm. in the first place must have been quite a decision to make if you enjoyed the job you're in. Because like you say, it's like, oh my goodness, look, like, what am I leaving behind? So I think that also shows how truly passionate you must be about what you do now. Yeah, and I think that sometimes we don't realize it. It's not It's not necessarily about whether you enjoy something or not. It's about sometimes you're too comfortable and and then you haven't had, you know, a really thought-provoking conversation or come to some sort of self-awareness about that and been confronted with what do you want to be next? What do you want to do next? Where is this going? And if you don't have those kind of conversations with yourself or the people that you trust or like a coach, then sometimes, sometimes you just get stuck doing the same thing for far longer than you know is healthy for you and actually when you get caught up in like the busyness of your day-to-day job you just don't think about that kind of stuff do you unless like you say you have that conscious reflection of okay what am I doing where do I want to go where do I want to be I've just got another question to add to this here if you don't mind (laughs) is there any advice you'd give to someone who's thinking about or or feeling nervous about making a career change see a coach (laughs) (laughs) shameless plug that's Um, fine you're allowed No, I, I think that you that you have to explore your why. I think that you have to move towards something positive. You know, it's not mm-hmm. about it's just, it's all, it's almost the same as the difference between losing weight and being healthy. Both can get you what you want, but it's it's you know it's a different perspective. So when you're making a career change. It's, it's a great opportunity to think of why you're doing it, you know, and how can create some synergy with your personal life as well towards yeah. that. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good opportunity to kind of pause and say, OK, what do I want to be different in the next career that I'm going for? How can I achieve what I haven't been able to in my last career? You know, those kind of questions that you can ask yourself to help you move towards the, the thing that is will be truly meaningful to you rather than just, you know, making it career change because because you sick and tired of your manager or you know you're bored that's it should be something compelling mm-hmm. for you that you feel motivated to to work towards mm-hmm. really like that so um, a lot of our audience are people managers and leaders or aspiring leaders so as a coach do you have any advice for women leaders on how best to show up for their teams yes uh work with the coach <laughs> no <laughs> we'll just start <laughs> every answer with that <laughs> yes i'm just i'm just gonna say it as my standard answer no. um how to best show up for your teams is to first of all take care of yourself i think it doesn't do anyone any good if you're overworked 
gotten tired, you know, not managing your stress well, not mm-hmm. uh, when you're not eating healthy. So definitely take care of your own well-being first. That's the best way that you can prepare yourself to lead other people, right? And then leadership is all about relationships, mm-hmm. right? It's you you can't be a leader without people to follow or you know what's a manager without a yeah. team. So working on relationships and how you relate to people is, you know, should be the biggest mm-hmm. part of what you do. Keeping a sense of perspective where people are at. You know, this is a difficult time right now. People's circumstances are quite varied. You know, some people are taking mm-hmm. care of their loved ones at home or have other additional responsibilities that can add to their stress. Some people's working environment in their homes are are not great. So that's, you know, something to keep in mind as well. So, you know, the everyone is going through a difficult time. Yeah. So you've got to keep mm-hmm. a sense of perspective and, and be able to turn that into empathy. You know, you need to keep asking. Good leadership is about asking questions, not giving answers not finding solutions it's about asking the right questions keeping connected with where people are at right so if you take care of them they can take care of their work better there's so much there's so much Mm -hmm. but definitely if you can just do those few things you know just listen more pay attention to the relationships with your team and take care of yourself i really like that first one about taking care of yourself because that is it's so important and i think yeah like obviously the relationships and i i always say like the first thing i found when i first was managing a team was like actually you don't realize how much of your time is taken up by the management of your people and building those relationships because I I really struggled at first I was like where am I meant to get the time to do any actual work and then you realize actually like you say like your job is to empower your team to do that work and actually provide them with the right skills and tools so that they can be doing the work while you're looking after them yeah okay I feel like I know what the answer to this next question is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me, hit me with it. (laughs) Is there any advice you would give to your younger self, knowing what you know now? (laughs) Yes, Sahidi, invest in a coach. Um, (laughs) To my younger self, yes. Younger Sahini, who was full of self-doubt and desperate for approval and so insecure, I would say to her, you know, just love and trust yourself more. Listen more and give more attention to the people that love you and that you love. Not take things so seriously. Mm. I was consumed by, you know, that self-doubt and wanting to be liked and all of that kind of thing. And, you know, to the the point that I had some really challenging times and wanted to Mm -hmm. harm myself and I ran away from home and that kind of thing. So I think that knowing that things not working out can be an opportunity to do something different. Things not working out is a chance to create space for other amazing things to happen. So yeah and it's so funny how much probably everyone listen to this will be able to relate to and that it's as well it's essentially how many people say don't take things too seriously when we ask this question and I feel like it's one of those where you have to kind of live through things a little bit and then again going yeah. back to that reflection it's when you look back and you think gosh I wish I would have just stopped worrying a little bit more and like had a bit more confidence in myself yes okay so this is the final question now and one that we always like to end on so if you could do any job in the world so that's with no financial or time constraints what would it be Mm, no job (laughs) (laughs) that would be lovely i guess if i was just getting money no (laughs) i'm surprised no one else has said that before this point (laughs) i know great (laughs) really okay maybe i'm just lazy no um There's so many, so so many things that I would love to do. I'd be a, I don't know, a wine or a whiskey taster. Ooh, yes, I good have choice. no experience <laughs> in uh, sculpture, but I think if I had a chance, I would want to do that. Just you know, work with 
clay and sculpt things. I don't know. I, I fancy doing that. I've just bought some air dry clay as my new hobby. So I'm going to see how that might go. <laughs> but I guess if I wanted to keep in line with what I'm doing, some sort of like strength journalist, like going mm. around and interviewing people about their strengths and how it has helped them to overcome challenges and just learn more about that. I love hearing people's stories, you know, just like ordinary people, not people who are doing I don't know, extraordinary things, you know, like winning medals or running countries and that kind of stuff. Just ordinary people. I reckon you could do that anyway. But yeah. do you know what? Like, I feel like people don't talk about their strengths often, do they? I don't know whether it's like a cultural thing and like in how we've grown up, but I feel like no, people always think, oh, like, oh no, like people are very modest, aren't they? And they don't talk about their strengths mm. often. There is one more thing that I wanted to share. Only because I found that this is the most useful thing I've learned. And it, it's from one of the positive psychology practitioners, uh, Maria Sirios, in one of her talks. And she said that she was talking about self-care, right? And sometimes we think that self-care is, you know, just running a bath or buying something nice for ourselves. And that kind of indulges us. But, you know, true self-care is about paying attention to what our body and our mind needs. And a really nice check-in is to ask yourself, what can I do today to strengthen myself? So where am I feeling like I need to build some strength? And that's usually around you know, your mental well-being. What can I do to today to nourish myself? So maybe that's, you know, just drinking more water because I'm feeling a little dehydrated or, you know, eating more fruit during my day, you know, to do with your body. And what can I do in my day to inspire myself? Feeling a little bit low or unmotivated and especially useful for leaders, right? Because we uh, sometimes forget the kind of strain you're taking on. And if you just do that, check in pay attention and then and then answer respond to yourself you know with like love and care so that you can move forward feeling better more inspired and you can show up more powerfully mm -hmm. yeah definitely one thing i always like to finish on is just to do a quick overview of the key points we've spoken about in this episode if i'm honest i feel like i'm gonna have to listen back and add a few things to this because we've covered so many great things today <laughs> But some highlights that we've spoken about today is when we spoke a bit about the career change and exploring your why. And I think that's really important about always coming back to what your why is, you know, why you're doing something and what it means to you and creating synergy with your personal life. And that was a really nice quote as well. And asking yourself questions such as how can I achieve what I haven't before in my previous role? And kind of keeping in mind that you're it's important to move to something meaningful and compelling that you feel motivated about and kind of have that passion about. And I think it's really it, I, I do this with my team all the time. I always ask them questions you know what is it that keeps you inspired what is it that's that keep that passion there because that's why we're all doing our jobs at the end of the day because we're feeling inspired and motivated towards something so yeah I really like what we spoke about there with the career change and then sort of moving on to your advice for leaders and people that are either new to managing others or aspiring leaders so first things first leadership starts with taking care of yourself and your own well-being and that's the best way to prepare yourself to lead other people secondly it's all about building the relationship so keeping a sense of perspective of where people are at what they're going through and then finally asking the questions and staying connected with them listening more and just taking care of your team and then when things don't work out it's a chance to make space for other amazing things to happen i think that's really lovely and then just touching on the final bits there that you spoke about self-care so true self-care is paying attention to your body and mind ask yourself questions such as what can i do today to strengthen myself what can i do today to nourish myself and what can i do today to inspire myself so i 
I absolutely love doing these recordings. Like even when like I've I've had like the shittiest day sometimes and we talk to people and like obviously we've not long been doing this podcast but now we've started talking to women. It's like it's like one of the most inspiring and motivating things. I absolutely love hearing things like this. So thank you so much for taking the time to thank chat you. to us. Thank you. Um I've loved chatting to you guys. I love talking about strengths and I love talking about coaching and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so yes, it's great to have these kind of conversations, like you said, especially at this time. Thank you so much, Sahini. It's been really inspiring. So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button now so that you never miss a show. If you have any career-based questions, quandaries or predicaments that you'd like us to answer, you can drop us an email at hello at girlsinwork.com. So we'll see you next time for another episode of the Girls in Work podcast. Next time on the Girls in Work podcast. When I was a trainee, I did, couldn't see many senior, senior women partners that I wanted to be because I felt like a lot of those women had got there by almost, I don't want to be judgmental of how other women kind of lived their lives, but it was like they had gone through their career the same way you would see a male partner do it. So they had children, but they had nannies for their children. They didn't, they worked all hours of the day. They were very kind of get the job done and, and did all that. And I remember thinking that's not the kind of person I want to be. This is Girls in Work. Find us at girlsinwork.com.